Thanks for listening to the City Collective Podcast. We hope that this message from Pastor Jason Charles and the City Collective team challenges and inspires you. Enjoy. Hey, City Collective family, Benji here. We are so excited that you're taking the time out of your day to listen to this message. Whether it's the morning, the afternoon, or the evening, I hope and pray that God does something in your heart through the words that have been spoken. I just want to touch base with you for a second because this message is going to sound a little different than most. This was from our Palm Sunday message, and it's going to sound a little differently because of the formatting we used in our online service. So don't be alarmed, but rather take this moment to ready yourself to dive wholeheartedly into what God has for you. Love you guys and enjoy the message. Good morning, City Collective. Welcome to Church Online. I hope that you're doing well, enjoying some time with your family or your roommates or whoever you're watching alongside this morning. We're really grateful that we get an opportunity to gather in this unique way. A little bit later on in our time together this morning, we are going to be taking communion. So I'd invite you at some point, go grab yourself some juice, go grab yourself some bread and prepare that so that we can partake together. On this Palm Sunday, we are taking this moment to continue our series called Final Words, where we look at the words of Jesus as he was going to and then on the cross. Uh, Easter is just a week away and today is Palm Sunday. As we are a part of this series, it is also a moment for us to consider the meaning of this moment in the Christian calendar. Uh, A Sunday full of celebration and excitement and anticipation. about the coming of Jesus in the midst of struggle. The Jewish people seeing the coming king and so much jubilation and excitement within their hearts. And things did not go nearly like anyone expected, but still the king did arrive. The story did change, even though it didn't look exactly like everyone expected. Thus far in our series, we've seen how the struggles and the real hurts that Jesus has experienced on his journey to the cross has been met with amazing, amazing responses full of love from Jesus, but also real moments of humanity where Jesus is co-suffering in solidarity alongside you and I and the experiences that we have on a day-to-day basis. If you've been wanting to catch up on some of the sermons that we've been going through, you can do so on our podcast on citycollective.com. But this morning, we're going to go into John chapter 19. So I would invite you to grab your Bibles. John chapter 19, looking at verse 28. And it says this. After this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said to fulfill the scripture, I thirst. A jar full of sour wine stood there, so they put a sponge full of the sour wine on a hyssop branch and held it to his mouth. This moment where we find Jesus saying, I thirst, is incredibly paradoxical in nature. Because Jesus, at the beginning of his ministry, said something quite different. Here at the cross, Jesus says, I thirst. But in John chapter 4, where Jesus finds the woman at the well, Jesus actually says that you're going to this well over and over again because it's not quenching your thirst. You're having to go back again and again because it is not exactly what you need to fulfill the thirst that you're feeling. But I'm going to show you that there is a water that will never run dry. The water that will make you never thirst again. I am that water. And Jesus presents himself as such. 
And then at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, the very first miracle that Jesus undertakes is turning water into wine. Jesus knew how to party. Water into wine at the wedding in Cana. And then here on the cross, we find Jesus given this sour wine. At, at the wedding, though, Jesus gave good wine, but here at the cross, Jesus is given the gutter wine. And, and the story which being, is being slowly told is, is how Jesus in this moment is, is fulfilling Scripture, yes. Psalm 69 tells of this moment. And Jesus is fulfilling the Scripture, but yet... There's also a great invitation given to you and I, which I believe is extremely relevant in the season we find ourselves in. Where Jesus is saying, would you be human enough to actually acknowledge your need? I think so often when we are experiencing deep need within our life, we are quick to push it to the side or make excuses why it shouldn't be communicated. And we have this overwhelming sense of fear that overwhelms our sense of actually acknowledging our need. And we've adopted almost a toxic masculinity across society, believing that the best way to deal with strife, heartache, hurt, struggle, and suffering is actually just to bear our teeth and to struggle through it. That we're not supposed to communicate it because communication of our weakness is just going to be the thing we're known for. And we, we become fearful of being rejected. Fearful, fearful of not being seen. Fearful of being forgotten. Fearful of being seen as weak. And Jesus is saying that the most human thing that he could do in that moment, the most human thing that we can do in our moments of struggle is actually acknowledge our need. So what are you thirsty for? Jesus in this moment has a very practical need and he communicates as such. But we all have things that we thirst after. Some are healthy, some are unhealthy. We, we, we thirst after recognition and reputation. We thirst after relationship and uh, companionship. We, we thirst after meaning and, and purpose. We, we thirst after legitimate practical needs of, of, of safety and of care and of security. So many different things that we thirst after, but which of them do you actually allow to have space within your life that you communicate to those that you love and need around you? Or are you simply diminishing all of them because your fear of rejection is the driving factor of the narrative you're communicating in your life? Jesus gives us this invitation that it's okay to need help. It's okay to ask for help. That the Savior of the universe who says that I am going to give you water that will make you never thirst again has asked in this moment for something that he is. And there's, there's this co-suffering solidarity that takes place. There's this fulfillment of scripture, but there's also this invitation. So I would invite you this morning, as we continue in our service, I want you to be asking yourself, what do I thirst after? 
What am I allowing myself to actually pursue? And is it healthy? And if it isn't healthy, what fears am I allowing to write the narrative of my life? Let's consider that together as we continue to worship. Hey, City Collective, I hope that you've had a chance to reflect on uh, the first question that we considered this morning. I just want to tell a quick story as we continue down this idea of what do we thirst after? And, and what are we allowing in our lives to quench and to fulfill that thirst? Uh, every week growing up, every Friday night, I would have something going on, whether it was youth groups, something to do with the boys, uh, a basketball game, something along those lines, and we would always find ourselves at the end of the night at where? Denny's, of course. And Denny's would provide our sustenance for the evening, and it doesn't matter how late it was, Denny's was delicious. But every time we went, we would have an opportunity to order our drinks, server would come around and I would know exactly what I'm about to order. And it would be a strawberry lemonade. And the best thing about it was that it was unlimited refills. And even though it was a little pricey, I was going to make sure that I got the most out of it. Now, the strawberry lemonade was not always the best idea, especially after basketball games. I'm running back and forth, I'm exhausted, probably a little dehydrated, but yet over and over again, I would choose to get this strawberry lemonade. And even though I knew it wasn't quenching my thirst, I would choose to get it because of how it would make me feel in the moment. Because it tasted good, because I could get asked for more of it, and it would just make me feel so good in the moment, and yet my thirst was not quenched. I'd go have to go home, drink a Gatorade, have water, and something along those lines would be much smarter and a better approach after a, a busy moment like a basketball game. And I think so often in our lives, we have actually good things we thirst after. We have good intentions and good directions, but the thing that we use to quench our thirst often is unhealthy because we have not allowed ourselves to actually consider what would be good for us in this moment. Instead, we've just become slaves to instant gratification and taken the first thing that we have found to quench our thirst, even if it doesn't sustain us through it. So are the things that we're allowing to quench our thirst actually healthy? Are they actually something that we want to allow within our lives? Because often we are allowing ourselves to become slaves to the things that are unhealthy and avoiding the moments and the opportunities to actually find healthy alternatives to quench our thirst. So it's not a bad thing to desire a relationship. But if we're just constantly putting ourselves in unhealthy relationships to fulfill that need of companionship, I would say that we are creating an unhealthy dependency on companionship when God actually wants us to desire and to experience beautiful intimacy that He provides. It's not a bad thing to have purpose and to have drive in our lives, but if it becomes the ultimate thing and it overcomes any sense of family or any sense of real relationship or self-sacrifice in the realities of our life, then we're missing out on the opportunities that God provides. We can have good intentions and good directions, but are the things we're allowing to quench our thirst only moments of instant gratification or can they be actual opportunities for us to experience the goodness of God in our lives? So in our time together today, we've been talking about Jesus' words, I thirst, and this idea of what we thirst after in our lives. We've asked, uh, considered the idea of Jesus' invitation 
to be human is to actually acknowledge your need. And then to consider what are the items or the ideas or the moments that we are allowing to quench our thirst. Are they just instant gratification that we're leaning into? Or are they actually moments that we believe are going to last beyond a, simple, a single instant? Uh, whenever I think of this idea of, of water and of living water uh, that Jesus presents in John chapter 4, I'm, I'm acutely aware of my relationship with water. Uh, I, I know that water is good for me. I know that I, I've got a glass of water here. I know that the water is going to be refreshing, especially when it's cold. I know what it's made up of. Two hydrogen atoms, one oxygen atom. I know that it's going to do all the things that I need in those moments when I'm dehydrated, that I need water to survive. But very rarely is water my first choice. Instead, I'm going to find myself probably a pop or a soda. Now, for all of you healthy individuals out there, maybe water is your lean. But you've probably got something that you go to if you want a, a treat or to enjoy the moment. Something that you could go to and you're going to pour into a glass and you're going to enjoy. But it's not going to be particularly refreshing. Maybe it's not going to deal with the dehydration that you're experiencing nearly as much. But here's the thing. I can know all that I want to know about water. But it's one thing to know about water and it's another thing to receive water. It's one thing to know that water is in the glass. It's no one thing to know about the water that's in the glass. And it's another thing for me to actually receive the water that is being given to me. I can know about Jesus. I can know about all of his good works. I can know about his promises that he gives to us over and over again. But until I actually make a decision to receive the water that is given to me, to receive Jesus as he presents himself to us, then it is not going to actually have the impact or the fulfillment or the truth that it is actually designed to give. Water is great in the glass, but it's even better when I drink it. Water is great, great in this moment in my hand but it's going to be even better when I receive it for myself I could even have it in my hand and I think this is so many of us as Christians that we've got the water in front of us and we kind of tease ourselves with it we know we've got it there when we want it but we're not actually taking it in for ourselves and we say that I'm a Christian yeah I'm a follower of Jesus I know all about the good things that he has for me and you know what I hold on to them but Jesus doesn't want us just to hold on to them he wants us to thirst after them and he wants us to quench our thirst with who he is and to take that into ourselves to not just look at it not just to know about it but to receive it and to take it in with all that it can do within our stories you, you're only going to receive the goodness of God as far as you perceive it to be valuable and to be good in your own story so my challenge for you today recognize the things that we thirst after understand that being human is acknowledging your need but also ask yourself the question it's okay and it's good to know about Jesus, but do you actually believe that it is important to have Jesus within your life? Do you actually believe that the idea of who Jesus is, that he came and he saw all that we were experiencing, he came knowing that he was going to suffer as a human would suffer, that he would experience all that humanity has to offer, and he would be placed against all that he was struggling in, that he would be put in these situations where he would be rejected and, and forgotten by those that loved him. 
and yet he still came so that we could experience victory over sin and death through Jesus. So to know that is one thing, but to receive that into my life is something completely different. To know that is one thing and to receive that into your own life is something completely different. So the invitation that we're given in this Easter story is to know about Jesus. To see all the good things that he's done. To learn how that can shift our lives. But to not just leave it there. See the water. Know the water. And then partake and drink of this water that is going to refresh and quench all thirst that we have. We all are thirsting after something. That, and this relationship with Jesus, this opportunity that we are given, this invitation that he has for us to taste and see that the Lord is good is given to us as Jesus goes to the cross, not just so he could suffer, but so that you and I could experience life and life to the fullest. To discover victory over sin and the grave. So that it wouldn't just be a moment of instant gratification to fulfill our thirst, but it would be all that we could ever need forevermore. In this time where we find ourselves isolated, struggling through family situations and, and heartbreaks and relationships uh, with this forced proximity, I'm hearing stories within our community that uh, people are getting laid off and we're seeing heartbreak within families and, and, and it hasn't been easy for everyone in this season. I think we're brought back to this moment, this, this point, where we can ask ourselves, yeah, I know that Jesus was good, but was I actually quenching my thirst with my job that I had? Yeah, I know Jesus was good, but was I actually quenching my thirst with the relationship I was fighting for? Yeah, I know Jesus is good, but I was actually quenching my thirst with the success I was finding. You got to have grace for yourselves in these seasons. But you also got to recognize the moment that is in front of us to reflect, to taste, to see, and to receive the goodness of God so that it's more than something that you know, but it is in everything that you are. May our time together this morning be an encouragement to you that the things that you thirst after, though they may weigh you down, though they may just overwhelm your senses and your thoughts and your minds, that all of those things are overcome and overwhelmed by the simple fact that you are unconditionally loved, that you are forever pursued. And Jesus took those moments where he thirsted so that we wouldn't have to thirst again where he struggled so that we don't have to struggle again. Where he experienced the fullness of, of hurt in our human condition so that we could experience the fullness of life that he offers to us. So would you create moments in your day to actually take and receive this relationship that's offered to us through Jesus? Where you actually create space so it's more than something that you know, but it's something that you take in. Create moments in your day with your families, by yourself, 
intentionally using the word of God, using times of prayer, using moments of silence and solitude, connecting with people within community and finding opportunities to show the love of Jesus. Because here's the beautiful truth is that we come to Jesus thirsty, but we leave Jesus an overflowing river. He's all that we need and more. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you that we get the opportunity to connect as a community, to see how the words that you shared on the cross are words that we can learn from and live by, how you co-suffered in solidarity alongside us and, and fulfilled prophecy, but also showed us that there is a way in which we can be human and acknowledge our needs. So give us courage in that way. Give us courage to recognize our areas of instant gratification that are fulfilling our areas of desire and, and our thirst, even though that they might be unhealthy. Just draw us to a place where we can find connection with you above all things and, and learn how it's not just knowing about you, but it's receiving all that you are into our lives and to create space within our homes that are just filled with your presence so that we can discover you in a new way. We pray for all the, the tumultuous areas of our lives in this COVID-19 crisis, uh, of family and of finance, of, of self-isolation self and of real practical needs. We pray that you would just draw us closer together as a community, that you would help us to see other people in the midst of the struggle and show your love and, and be rivers of overflowing joy and just grace within our communities help us come to you to be the source and then let us be an overflowing river of all that is good in the days and weeks to come i pray that you would just draw us closer to you help us to not just know about you but to receive you in our hearts in your name we pray amen thanks for listening to the city collective podcast we hope you enjoyed that message please subscribe to stay up to date with every weekly message. For more information on City Collective, please visit www.citycollective.com. Or if you're in the greater Vancouver area, come visit us for Sunday. You can find more about our church and how you can get involved with what God is doing in the Lower Mainland. Have a great day.